Hey guys, this is Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. If you guys haven't subscribed to the podcast, um, we probably subscribe because you're listening, but give it a five-star review. I know that there's, I can see the numbers. There's a lot more of you listening than have reviewed it. So I'd love a five-star review. If you send me a picture of that, I will DM you a private confession. You can send it to me uh, on social media at Larissa T post it publicly even better um, I'll retweet you and we uh, no longer have a Patreon so that just means if you want to support the podcast uh, financially you can still do that paypal.me slash you can tell me anything um, every month uh, if you donate by the fifth of the month I will send out a newsletter for all the donors that month and just with some extra goodies uh, a little message from me and you know maybe a video or a confession or two if you want to leave me a private confession or um, something that you want me to play on the pod or talk about, 323-388-3521, that's a phone number. So you call that phone number, leave me a message, let me know if you don't want me to talk about it on the podcast and you just want me to hear it. I like hearing your voice. And I have a couple quick announcements. Uh, come see my short film, I Think She Likes You. It is playing again in Los Angeles, May 7th at the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. You can get tickets online. Follow that film at I Think She Likes You to find out more. Um, it's really fun. I would love for you to come. So if you want to come, tweet at me or whatever. Let me know you're coming. So I'd love to say hi. Uh, we, we will also be at Tribeca next week. Uh, so when you're listening to this podcast, it will be next week. Starting April 26th is our premiere. And we'll be playing uh, five times during the festival in New York City. So please come to that. If you live in New York, you can check it out, TribecaFilm.com. I believe there are still tickets available for one of the screenings um, and the others you can rush, but you'll probably get in if you want to rush it. And finally, um, check my site for more tour dates. I think I will be traveling around pretty soon. I haven't announced everything yet, but I'll be in the Midwest um, in the summer. So Follow that, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows. Love to see you. If you want me to come to your town, um, I'll be coming to Bloomington. So if you live around there and want me to come, let me know. Tweet at me, at Larissa T. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. You can tell her. You can tell her. This is Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. It's a confession podcast, super exciting. Uh, I'm really excited today because my guest came all the way from New York and maybe lives here. I don't know how much of that is public knowledge. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We're, people are. I did this too. It, there's a lot. There's a lot of um, mystery around moving to LA from because. You just got to like kind of, I think a soft move is the way to go. Anyways, that voice you're hearing, um, he has an album that just came out called First of All. So please download it, stream it, buy it, uh, gift it, you know, all that stuff. Uh, give it up for Clark Jones. What's happening, man? It's first of all, like you said, somebody straight. First of all, uh-huh. the album is streaming everywhere. First of, first of all. all. Is it like a Twitter? Like um, when people go, uh, um, actually. But it's kind of like that, but less... Uh, white. Manny. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. <laughs> so, a little less mansplainy. Yeah, less mansplainy. A little but, bit more like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that would be a funny, terrible character. Less mansplainy. Less mansplainy. <laughs> Lester mansplainy in the studio. Uh-huh. Well, actually, it's less mansplainy. Um, actually, um. <laughs> oh, you do voices. Uh, nice. <laughs> no. Do uh, do you get in a lot of fights on Twitter? I just realized that the only time to go, you should go on Twitter when you're the toxic one. Oh, That's, okay. I was going about it the wrong way. I was going on Twitter to try to uh, correct things oh, and yeah. like bring some 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 balance and some nuance and mm-hmm. trying to unearth a lot of things and that's wrong because I don't like blocking people. Sure. So like I only go. The president I, does like blocking yeah, people. Yeah, I go on there to get blocked. Yeah. Like. When I'm in a horrible mood, until oh. I can afford therapy, I go on Twitter and I and I'm a, I'm a, when I'm in when I'm on my trolling. <laughs> You're the peak, troll, okay? Oh man, it's it's never like harmful, but like I get in stuff like basketball, you know, LeBron and oh, versus okay. Mike, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> a lot of uh, harmless shit. But uh, yeah, I, I and and then the presidential stuff I get into, I'm a self admitted Bernie bro. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Uh, you know, people follow the leader. Like, I don't really, 
I know at, at certain points we aren't listening, and then that's when I'll go into full troll mode. It's yeah. There's you can tell when someone's genuinely trying to have a conversation, and when someone's just trying to like scream at something to get aggressive. Yeah, and then like I just I get pissed off when somebody makes an asinine point at me, and other people start liking it. I'm like, you gonna make this person think that they know <laughs> what they're talking about? That it's funny me to off. watch your friends get. Destroyed. Yeah, because it's just like a group thing thing, and I'm just like, you're not even what they said didn't make any sense at all. And I didn't even respond. You don't know what's context or anything. It's just like their hashtag is something that you agree with. I mean, their uh, their uh, their username or whatever. Is oh something. yeah. So people just I'm like I hate when people like a dumbass point. But you also because I feel like I've read in some of your statuses that will be like tro- not trolling but like. Um, trying to stir a little they're bit they're provocative they yeah, can't yeah. be some oh. of them no like little like trying to like put like you just had one that was like how long uh would you wait how what's oh. the longest you've waited uh out <laughs> for someone to be single and i'm like stuff like that i love stuff like that because it's fun because it's like a funny joke uh, but also you're I, I i know like things like that come from somewhere where you're kind of like i wonder what's crazy is i really about, i really we'll i really wanted to know like people laughed at that that came from a seinfeld episode but I wasn't even trying to be funny. I just really wanted to know. And people didn't have to name. Now, what I did do one time was like, I made a post. I said, tag an ex that you miss. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. Trying to stir a little bit. You're trolling a little bit. Yeah, that's like, that's fun to me, you know? Hey, some people need to get that out. You never know. It might bring some people back together. Or I saw one person did tag and it did not go well. <laughs> so I just, I just. You've got to have fun. a good relationship with someone to joke with them online but i do think once you have a relationship like that it's very fun like i really yeah. do but i get scared to do that like i just saw um an ex that i don't even think of it was like years ago from college that you know college frat fratty sorority dating um and we whatever we ended up uh not talking for a long time and it was fine like like it's just one of those like other lives kind of things all this is to say i don't go on his profile i don't think he goes on my profile i haven't kept up with him all <coughs> well, you know, this week i got um uh, pushed on my Facebook his engagement announcement, mm. and I was like, "Why of all people is Facebook telling me this? Like, I don't I haven't talked to him in eight years, you know." And so I just thought I didn't do this, but I was like, "It'd be so funny to comment like, who is she on yeah. the, on it?" I, name names. Like, I thought we were in love or name, something. It, n- now I want name first like, and last. Clearly been in a committed long term relationship. I'm sure. Like many, I've lived many lives. He's lived many lives. It's just funny to me to like troll, but I don't have that courage to do that. Yeah, you just need a break. Sometimes I want to put something serious, and I'm just like, there's really nothing funny about this, or even really, uh, this can only go bad. And I'm just like, (laughs) let me just put something else that's different. Because Uh also, I really don't date. Uh Like, I don't know what type of identity that is where you just don't don't date. date? I I feel like. You know, because when we hung out in New York, I feel like you. you what talk- if you just told the story? And that's funny because when we no, hung no, no. out, well, it we was dating. nonstop no, we dating. dating. I, and I thought saying- we was dating. No, okay. No. <laughs> no, I was thinking because I remember you specifically <laughs> telling me a story about a date you went on and like about how you guys went on a walk. And then I think I remember just being like, Clark goes on so many dates. No, I, th- that's <laughs> the that's the perception people have about me. Like uh, one time, a. a, a <laughs> I, this was a joke. This was a joke. I was <laughs> me and uh, a friend texting, jokingly texted another woman friend. Uh, what do you think about Clark? Just this. I wasn't interested in either uh-huh. one. She just wanted to. I was. We were talking about perception. She was like, "Oh, he's cool. It seems like he'll take you out." And I'm just like, what? <laughs> "What? How do you read that? Where does that come from? Like, it'll be like a classy affair." I'm just like, "I don't know how that trans. What I do that translates to that." But I really don't. I'm like Stephen Sondheim. I just focus on the work. That's all I'm focused on. Okay, I can respect that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I, uh, I, I feel like I don't know if that's a dude thing uh, or if women when they have it, they don't talk about it as much. But I hear that more from like uh, guys, like artists and um, even businessmen. Like I had friends in college who would say that, like, um, like totally eligible bachelors would be like, I'm not gonna um, get a girlfriend until I'm like. In own a house, and that's a thing I hear. That's a, lot. a man. That's a yeah. That's like a guy thing to be like. A, I need to set so. up my life. I need to make sure like I'm making the money. I have the stuff. Uh, I'm stable and comfortable before I even like go out and try. Yeah, because yeah, like because you see all these things like uh, just like in the age we live in with the uh, 
Shame on any man who interrupts a woman without fully committed. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> well, I won't bother you then until I can bother you with, you know, a house to take you to or whatever. It's 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 a it's a weird, especially guys in my kind of age group who are split, progressive, but also uh, kind of grew up. Yeah, with, with traditional. With traditional. Values. This is what a man is. Yeah. And it translates into dating that I was just I was just talking about this. Like, you could go on two consecutive dates, two different women. The first one, and they'll have opposing views on what a man like. A real man is sensitive, uh-huh. and the other <laughs> a real man. You know, don't worry about being sensitive. It's just like it's very confusing. Oh yeah, that's so interesting. What the no- there are no uh, gender norms. That's nothing is really universally accepted. Yeah. Anymore with anything, anything can be challenged. Like no, you know, Lupita's but- voice and us was offensive. It was just like damn for real. <laughs> but that's part of equality. Eventually, is um, diversity of thought. So. When we're not there yet, everything is a little bit more loaded because there are certain sides that are going to be inherently, I don't want to say wrong, but some sides, obviously, of any argument right now when things aren't equal are going to be like, "Mm, you're punching down. But if everyone everyone eventually gets to a point where, like, we all have equal resources, equal opportunities, and equal standing ground, then truly you can have just people being like, I don't agree with you, and it won't ever come from a loaded place. But we're not there yet, so I think everything's way it'll, more loaded. It'll be hard because, I, like, in my mind, I always think about what will make us get to that point, and it's really a numbers game. Yeah, just where, time. like, if it has to be equal number Asian, yeah. <laughs> equal number gay, equal all of that, and then advertisers' heads will explode because they won't <laughs> know who to fucking pander to. Well, uh, it's true, too, because you can't erase history. That's the thing people forget whenever... I want to say white people, not all white people, but like tends to be more yeah. white people who want to, who are like quote unquote progressive and want to jump past that, like, you know, the dis- moderate. The, yeah, and they want to yeah. jump past the, the uncomfortable history. discussion yeah. part because they are like, I'm good. Why do I have to talk about this? But it's like you do because there's still history. You can't erase that. So even if you in the present moment are good, like you got to face the history. So I don't, yeah, it's hard to be like, we're all going to be equal one day unless like, so much time passes or suddenly uh and like obviously uh it, we wouldn't want that but unless some suddenly the privileged have to suffer a lot like that's the only those are the two ways so either a lot of time goes by and then more opportunity is given to people who don't have it or people who have it suddenly have a downfall and that's yeah. like you know to, it's, to even the playing field it's good to it sounds good to say i want to give up my <laughs> privilege but I don't think people really know no. what that looks like yeah. before you say and so it's like you decide you can't decide what giving up your privilege looks like. Yeah, that's you can a- work towards it, but like it's going to be uncomfortable if it's in any way comfortable then you're not really sacrificing. Right, that's what privilege is. And that and in an ideal world everyone has privilege. It shouldn't be that everyone's yeah. oppressed. That's dumb. One of one of the one of the ways that I've seen that people try to deal with speaking of politics or whatever is is an overcompensation mm. where like in Chicago there was just a mayoral race. Oh yeah. And there was two black women, which mm-hmm. is like, okay, cool. Both of them were problematic. So let's throw out the idea that any group of people uh-huh. as a blanket are always right, right? Right. Like as a group of people, more opportunities should be allowed for people to be wrong. But as humans, we're all full of errors, right? So yeah. one candidate was given a lot of Texas. The other one is a, a black lesbian mm-hmm. who uh, has sided with the Chicago police, hmm. right? So Chicago literally had to choose between taxes, more taxes or more police mm-hmm. because the uh, the black lesbian candidate wanted to open more um, police training uh, schools and a lot of other problematic stuff. But... I think when people are like, you know what, I'm going to give up my privilege. And it's like, sometimes people rather make history than it makes sense. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. Because I, I have that a lot with um, Asian politicians tend to be very problematic a lot of times. Because Asian, mm. Asians in America as a whole have like been, they've really pushed the uh, model minority myth mm-hmm. a lot, which means it also um, pushes them into like a lot of like white spaces where they're- Is that like take... respectability politics? It was, I think, almost? a propaganda thing. Uh, and I need to like research more on before I, because I feel like I'm yeah. not super informed on it. But I the, what I was told is like, 
that um, the government kind of uh, used the model minority as a way to uh, put black people down, basically. To be, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like be Asian more people like, are also yeah. immigrants, and they're being successful, Look, and they have jobs. So oh, why, that, yeah, that still happens today. Yeah. Well, why can't you be more like Asians? Yeah. That's, oh, that's a But they were refrain. doing it in a way where it's like they, like, you know, a lot of Asian people came over um, for, you know, there was like the railroad first wave, but then there was yeah. also like a new wave with like education. People came over on visas to go to grad school and stuff. So it's like already the pool is different, you know, because it's like you're taking all the top uh, scoring academics from Asia. Right. And then they're the ones coming into America. So and then, that's the only model that yeah. you look at. And so and then so there there's the myth that's like oh all Asian people are smart but like a lot of the Asian people you're meeting are the smartest from their country. Yeah. So it's like they're not all smart it's just yeah, that they're it's the ones Yeah, 3 who billion came. people in China. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody game brilliant. Yeah. That would be I mean that would be impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really crazy. Um I I we we kind of got past the the good confession but I I still want to get your good confession. So I usually like to start this just as a way to start on a positive note. Yeah. Do you have something good you want to confess, Clark? Is this like the mild one? Yeah, this is like uh, um, this is like a little humble brag. Something, something I can't that you're even happy humble. With. I don't even know if it's a brag. Or it's <laughs> just super humble. But okay. I've never seen Game of Thrones or The Wire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> neither one. Yes, uh, for many every people, reference is that could be a good confession. I that just, could also be bad if you're a fan of both of those shows. I don't know shit um, about it. All I know is winter is coming, and I don't know why that's a bad thing. I don't, I mean, I've heard parables. People have told me about different episodes, but uh -huh. I've never watched an episode. You know, I feel like you don't need to see it to know what it is. Like, you probably know what your picture, what you think Game of Thrones is. You're right. <laughs> it's just like 300. Or I've like never seen that. But no, you know, yeah, Troy. it's like an old, yeah, yeah, you know, it's all in that space. Uh, a little bit more dragons and names and claim to thrones, but th that's pretty much it. Somebody had a funny uh, thing about like how white people be pronouncing these names from Games of Thrones, but like Sashir <laughs> gives them. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, how do you say this? I love that. That's a funny how do joke. you how do you pronounce this thing? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just have you know what it is. Here's the reason why. Like I, I'm a I'm a soprano stan. Oh okay. And I feel like Tony Soprano was the the start of the anti-hero mm -hmm. on HBO. So like Breaking Bad, Mad Men, mm -hmm. uh, Game of Thrones, all these characters who are the lead characters, but they're not this clear-cut good guy. They're yeah. just somebody who, they're just the lead character who's doing what they got to do. And I feel like that started with Tony. So I'm like, I saw Tony. I don't need to see Stringer <laughs> Bell. I don't need to see, you know, any of the other mimics that came after it because i get that story of what and it, it was is. so well, well well written that uh i, I just didn't I'm, I'm loyal okay i gotta see this brand a lot of people recommend it to me and i do think it's something i would like but i missed the boat when it was out and so i uh you got that hbo go password i do yeah maybe oh, that's what i'll do yeah. this summer yeah that's what I'm well do. I'll, I'll you don't have to start from the beginning you do have to start from the beginning of a season uh -huh. But you don't have to start from the beginning of the series. Like if you just watch season three. Okay. Just watch three. season three. And if you like any type of violent stuff, <laughs> if you like any of those shows, you'll like The Sopranos because this is about the characters, not necessarily about the, the murder. Yeah. I don't like violence, but that's the part I don't like about the shows. But I do like stories and I really like, uh, oh, I like Goodfellas. Funny. I don't Good, know. There's yeah. similarity there. but Sopranos is not just hits and tits as they say. <laughs> I like that. No hits and tits. Um, earlier you were saying, um, you were joking about not going to therapy, but um, have you ever been before? One time. Oh, okay. I went one time, and uh, I actually went to the like comedian therapist out in New York. Oh, okay. You I, know that guy? No, I don't. Is he, does he, does not, I almost said rep. Did you hear me? Yeah, you're <laughs> industry. Does he rep? You're oh, so industry. It's crazy, Teresa. <laughs> Does Just he... all the lingo. Was there, audition? Was there an audition for his services? Oh, my God. Yeah, how do I, who books that? Um... Who books that therapist? He does via text when you can Is afford to see him. Um, no, uh, so he, I think I've heard of him. I went, no, I went to a really old woman in New York for a while who would fall asleep while I was mm. talking, but she was the only person I, uh, like, um, 
knew because someone recommended her. And then I eventually stopped okay. and then I went started up again with the art therapist who I loved and then I moved away. So that's the weird thing about therapy where people are like, You should see a therapist or you need <laughs> therapy, but like you don't you can't just see somebody. It gotta be a good relationship. Yeah. It takes like, some time to find the right one. This is a, it's a people-driven business, man. So it, it ain't just going. That might help on the, the first few sessions, but to really continue with it, y'all have to, you know, establish some yeah. some sort of rapport. Um, what it, so you it wasn't for you, or you just tried it? He, and... he, he and I both knew I couldn't afford uh-huh. more sessions. And uh, the first session, I wasn't, like, turned out by it. He listened, and... It was all for recommendation. A close friend yeah. of mine who's a comedian was seeing him. And uh, I, I liked the progress that yeah. I saw in him. So oh, that was okay. like my, oh, okay. So, but that was like over a year's time. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't commit to that. It is expensive. Also, I, I feel weird going to someone who sees all my friends. Yeah. Like <laughs> it would be, uh, he was telling me like he would see. Uh, oh yeah, what's up, man? Uh, we're on a show later together, and they're in therapy earlier. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, that's that can be awkward. I didn't like all that, and you know, just like, you know, you work with all these famous comedians. I just don't think whether I know them or not, I don't see you taking my issues as seriously. Well, they don't care about the fame, but I I know you. I don't know. You he got he got like the newspaper articles. Oh really? The, oh the, god, that's weird. It's just like. Mm. He he seemed like a decent dude. He was trying to work with me, but it just didn't uh, it didn't pop. Yeah, well, I feel like therapy is a little bit like surfing. Like you can't go the first time you go. Like I've only ever been surfing once, and I didn't get it. And most people are like, "Yeah, you need a lot really? more time to do it." I couldn't. It's hard. You have a surfer. It takes a lot. No, like, no, no. Physicality. I, oh, thank you. But it took. I only <laughs> went in there for like. I don't know if it's a compliment. You got to be from California to say uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm made like a surfer. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like maybe that's not a compliment. Red, um, red. Uh, I no, I I only went for like an hour, and it's really hard to like pick it up at first there's a big learning curve and i imagine once you get it it's easier and then you want to go back in the water more but i think therapy the first time you go you're you're kind of like you don't know each other you're giving a lot of backstory that's more surface most people don't dive into this because you don't even know what it is that you're gonna have a breakthrough on you know i I knew i knew i wouldn't be able to afford more so i went (laughs) in like everything you're like here's all this here's all i'm trying (laughs) to make the most out of this one experience do you ever have like okay i this is a uh i don't know if i'm phrasing this question right i'm gonna try to phrase it (laughs) do you try to um when you're talking about stuff that's happened to you do you prefer if someone's listening uh, is like from a similar background and understands, or do you, do you uh, get more pleasure out of them like being different and being like, wow, like I can't believe it that depends. happened to you? I think it's circumstantial to um, to what I'm talking about. I've gone back and forth on this because a lot of I've never gone to an Asian therapist all the therapists I've gone to are women so they understand on some level some of the some things I'm talking about right. but a lot of times when I bring up cultural stuff they will have like a more like oh wow that sounds like that's really rough or that's crazy like I sometimes I'm like yeah. this is a crazy thing that happened to me but then in the in the back of my mind I do um I feel guilty sometimes because I'm like this thing I'm portraying as crazy did feel crazy to me when it happened, but I also know that it's a thing that happens a lot in Asian American homes or whatever. Right. And so a part of me is seeking a validation from like an American viewpoint to be like, wow, that seems hard. You had this different life. But I also know it's like not that, you know what I mean? Like, so sometimes I'm like, should I go to an Asian therapist who can be a little bit more from the inside out? Um, I would, I, I think if I had to lean, I would go towards somebody who is not like me, but can find themselves in what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have to go see, like, and that's, it could be a black dude who grew up totally different. Yeah. You know, but then they, they see some of it in what I'm talking about, yeah. because if they won't do the same things as me, sometimes they'll like, out talk me and it's right. like well this means that it's like and, I don't. Like, That's and they're true. so sure because they're like well we're the same it's like nobody's just the yeah. same so i'd rather you come in like this is about to be a fresh like etch a sketch just shake it up and just gonna be a fresh thing that i don't know anything about and we're both trying to find that common yeah they're common ground well i asked that too because you were saying you went to this comedian therapist and i um i imagine for some people going to someone who knows comedy 
it's good, but I don't know if I like. Do like well, do you, when you talk about do you, I mean do you talk about career stuff with the, him? Yeah, the issue was um, with that is that you know no two comedians' path is the same. Yeah, the literally the one thing we have in common is that we go on stage and tell jokes. Mm-hmm. How we get to that stage, how we get to through our process is totally different. And the thing that I was struggling with the most was a very unique problem. That my friend who I got the recommendation from was also going through. Uh-huh. So I feel like he might get bored hearing the same oh, gotcha. problem yeah. again. Um, so that was the other issue with that. And then it'll be weird, like, if I'm asked, because I would ask him, like, what happened in therapy when you talked about this? And then he'll tell me, I'm like, well, if you I go got, in there, let, let's see, let's see. <laughs> it's almost like I got the cheat code or uh. the cheat, the answers before the test. So, like, if I go in and I talk about the same thing, I wonder, what's he going to say? Yeah. You know, what's he going to say to me that he didn't say to my friend? That's interesting. I sometimes feel like doing this podcast, um, I'm I'm trying to give out cheat codes to therapy. I mean, I'm not licensed at all, so please don't take <laughs> anything that I say as medical advice. Liability. But, but then oftentimes I will repeat, like, oh, this is what my therapist said to me. Because I do Absolutely. feel like it's like kind of spreading. Like It's like if this helped me, maybe it'll help you. And if it doesn't, whatever, like take it or leave if it. If some you know? works, we, we repeat it. And yeah. we try to help people the way that uh, we were helped, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, um, with that being said, is yeah, there anything totally. you'd like to tell me, Clark? Ooh, totally. Yeah, I like to talk like this. Okay, wow, this is an ASMR. Someone commented that uh, I had an ASMR voice. So You have a what now? Someone commented that I had an ASMR voice. What is ASMR? Uh, it's like audio sensory something. Motor responsive. Uh, oh, audio auditory something response. It's like um people who like uh, get the tingles from when you whisper like this. Oh, yeah, but someone like, said it's like there's a whole. If you look it up online, you'll see there's a whole treasure trove of videos. That's my confession. Yeah. I don't know what no. ASMR <laughs> means. I'm <laughs> finally ready to talk about ASMR. it for the first uh, time. <laughs> uh, I, I, this is kind of. Relative to the times, but um, also it's uh, it's a couple things. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I do is um, I am always in my head doing an imitation mm-hmm. of somebody. Um, I used to do it all the time with my friends where, like, if I had a friend who was good at negotiations, right? Uh-huh. Whenever I would go into a negotiation, I would change my voice to imitate them oh wow and i'm just like i'm like a natural um what's the word impressionist impressionist or like you know uh mimic Uh uh-huh so like i thought you looked at sammy like you didn't think i would know no (laughs) yeah well you like you like surf compliments so i didn't want to risk it um (laughs) but Started to yeah. think that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Insecurity, um, uh, therapy, uh, but yeah, like for a long time, I would just just channel different people, and it ranged from friends to celebrities, whoever. I, I, I just I, I was very insecure about like, am I a person? Like, uh-huh. do I have a? I never thought I had a personality hmm. because in any given situation, I would mimic what I thought was appropriate. Are you doing it right now? Yeah, I'm kind of channeling Jordan Peele right now. <laughs> like I've heard his interviews, and I've like, and I, I become very. It's not just a channeling; it's also like whatever I've been watching. Yeah, I I just kind of pick that up. It's like that's an exercise they teach you in acting class. Do you know do the scene first, and then they're like, now imagine an actor you really admire and you want to be like. Now do the scene as if you're them. And what they find is like it's not that you're actually doing it like them. You're not doing an impression because like for example, you come in, you feel the same to me as Clark, right? I'm not like, yeah. what is he doing today? But you're just like grabbing the essence, and it helps to um, get out of your head a little bit because now you're like, oh, I'm, I'm acting I'm char- as Meryl doing Street. character work. Yeah, instead but then of, you're not focused, and instead you're like, Meryl Streep's a great actress, so I would be a great actress. But really, it's still you acting. Like, it's yeah. still all there. So if you're like, oh, I want to negotiate uh, well, so I'm going to imagine I'm my friend who negotiates well, it's still a Clark negotiating well. It's like all coming from within you. But in my head, I'm uh, like, like, like I said, like it's been a lot of Jordan Peele interviews mm. or just art in general. 
So like, um, especially if I'm trying to convey a point, like the reason I even got into comedy or what I'm doing mm-hmm. when I'm on stage is for however long, eight minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, I'm trying to let people know who I am. Yeah. So, and that's based out of that insecurity of like not knowing who I am mm-hmm. for a long time. I grew up I, on the weekends. I was the oldest throughout the week. <laughs> I was the youngest. Uh, what do you mean? Because I would be with my dad and my okay. uh, stepmom and my brother and sister on the weekend. But during the week, it was my mom, my older brother, uh-huh. and me. But either way, it was a it's a lot of time spent in solitude. Yeah. So a lot of reading, encyclopedias, different things like that. Just learning about all these other things. Yeah. And it's just like I look at some people and just like, damn, you're just naturally who you are. No matter what you <laughs> read, you're you're who you are. But I feel like I'm always something else. That's so interesting. So you started as a kid. So do do you? Um, yeah, I can, started as a kid. Can you? That is so weird. What? <laughs> can we just go back? You just said so. You started as a kid. No, like we all started it, it as kids. Started, it started. Oh, it. I thought you said the, you, no, no, no. The you idea. You started uh, as a kid. You started as a kid. I was born a full forty-year-old <laughs> right. woman. Um, I came into this world, Benjamin Button. <laughs> no, I mean the idea of imitating people. That you, oh yeah. Do you remember the first time you started doing that? Was it like a visible shift where you were like? It felt comfortable to do that? In kindergarten, and I've never talked about this on stage, uh, we did um, we did the three pigs. Oh, yeah? And uh, I was the big bad wolf. Uh-huh. And that was my first time on stage. And I really just got into it in my head. Because I was a last-minute sub. Okay. Somebody got, a kid got sick. We were six years old. Kid got sick. I was new, but nobody else wanted to be the wolf. And I, I was like, yeah, I'll do it because I like attention. <laughs> and um, that was the first time that I remember being like I got to be somebody else. Yeah. And it was being a new kid in school. It was also like like all the in, the awkwardness of being new and not knowing anybody. Mm-hmm. It was like that's that was the wolf. He didn't have friends. Nobody was like Aww. hanging with the. So I just took all that into the character of being the big bad wolf. Oh wow! And That's then, the first time. And I it, um, uh, how did you feel? D- did it? I did killed. People pay attention. Yeah, I, I you fucking destroyed. It. it was the first time I ever crushed. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's interesting that you say like he's just a wolf. Like why do we call him a big bad wolf? He's just <laughs> a wolf. <laughs> we just got because we have to pig. label things. Yeah, he just. It you should just to. be wolf and it's pigs, just like Mister yeah, Wolf, he's not bad. or even Tom, whatever his real <laughs> name is. And he's yes, he does bad things. There's no nuance. He's not bad for wanting to eat the pigs. I guess he does kind of lie, right? He says like, "Let, he's me, very, let me in." He he's, could mis- just... he's mischievous. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's uh, manipulative. But so are the pigs. He uh, gaslights. The literally. pig who built the brick <laughs> is like trying to trick the. Pig. All those fables are about trickery. Yeah. In, so that introduces us to the idea of manipulating people. Yeah, Very young. That's true. Wow. So you were manipulating people by pretending to be other people. <laughs> it, yeah, to get the a finesse, as the young people say now, like a situation. Yeah. Uh, because if I see it work, like we were talking about, if it worked in that for them and they were able to communicate their point, you know, I, I study like orators and like hmm. what point are they trying to get across? Even uh, Mussolini taught Hitler how to be. That's true. This, yeah, you know, this verbose, yeah, yeah, just how to, because he was arms all over the place and stuff like that. Communication, I'm just fascinated with it, and I look for different ways to get certain points across. How detailed are these um, studies for you? Like, are you kind of just like imagining an essence of someone, or are you, uh, are you practicing? in front of your mirror like what what kind of uh how how yeah i guess how how detailed explain a little bit more about your process when you're like in, in doing an impression of it, someone. it just kicks in for said scenario and that, sometimes I, like i don't think about specifically i'm gonna do this it's just like oh we're talking about stocks or money i'll get into a suze orman hmm. type of energy because okay. that's what she does all day long right yeah Whoever I think are, if I'm if I'm doing a, a podcast or I'm interviewing somebody, depending on what I need from them, you know, I'll use a Oprah tactic, uh, and just kind of channel it as best I can. If I'm talking about art right now, if I'm talking about movies, I could 
then yeah, I'll go into some Jordan Peele type shit just from the way that he talks about his movies that he's doing right now. Who are you thinking about when you're on stage? It it varies. Um, that's the one place where I feel like where I found like I I found a personality. Yeah. Um, that where you can just be yourself because you're writing these jokes that are like so you. That yeah, that, that are just, and it's still a process. Like certain punchlines or the way I might say a certain phrase, I'll go. That sounds like so and so, and there's mm. this fear like, oh, nobody finds me out. You know? <laughs> so like, I had to make the writing of the jokes that much more original. Yeah. Because it don't matter how I said it, you know this this joke was funny that came from my own brain. Well, in a way, you're writing yourself because like when you're out, Absolutely. you know, in the world talking on a podcast or negotiating or whatever, you um, it's not scripted. So there's a comfort in knowing like, oh, I'm trying to be like this person. But when you're doing your jokes, they're written as you. So you right. can kind of be like, now I will jump into like Clark. But it's like Clark that I wrote. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, we're, we're, I think we're all in a business of, uh, we're all in a sales business and we're selling ourselves. You know? Yeah. I'm selling that I'm a person who should be listened to or put on TV or mm-hmm. followed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate sales. And we all go, man, I'd never be a salesman. But if you're not, If you're not a successful or a good salesperson, you're not a successful comedian, I don't think. Because you got to sell it. Even if it's not the hard sell. Yeah. It's the soft sell. You you are the product and the businessman. Like you're selling what you're selling. Kevin Hart is a hard, it goes for the hard sell. Yeah. Joe Firestone, soft sell. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. But But it's still. You got to have both those people have both. Like they are able to sell and have the product like you know you can but it, you then see sometimes people who have the uh sell but not the product you know and you know like oh, we all know those sure. people i don't even know names because they're people who i wouldn't remember but you know you see someone who's like spamming the internet and like has the good pictures and the glossy stuff and they know all the metrics yeah. and the uh but then i'm like i've never heard of your name i've never seen you anywhere but yet they're like credits like they somehow get in at clubs so then you're like okay well they've got like from an outside point of view, they are a comedian yeah. and they've got these cool pictures and whatever. And that's someone who is selling more than they're working on a product. It's a lot of people with product, but no yeah. salesmanship. That's true too. Guys, so you got to so, have a website. You got to have a website. You got to like, you got to, I see with a lot of black comics who are just scared of white spaces. Mm. And so there's different ways that they deal with that. I'll hear something like, oh, white people laugh at anything. I'm like, no, number one, they didn't laugh at anything. Two, those weren't real laughs. There was those were like, oh, we're kind of pandering you laughs. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, you know, it would be a big thing with like sort of a divide between black comics who could perform in front of diverse audiences mm-hmm. and those who couldn't. Because it's just like, well, if I can't do it, then I'll condemn it. And that yeah. happens in any culture, right? Yeah. Where anything that you can't do, I'll just make it, try to make it less. You put valuable. it, you make it not even a goal that you have. Yeah, so you that just, you're not like, ah, it. nobody, you perform up there perform from yeah. white people. And it's like, well, I do both. Yeah. And so when it becomes that, then it's just like dismissive. Right. In an ideal world, you are you. Like we're t- talking about having that sort of voice. You're you and you're not thinking about, like, yes, at a certain point you have to think about your audience, but it's just start first, like, what is my thing? Yeah. And then the audience finds you and then you can like, examine it and be like okay it seems like i'm hitting well with this could i expand more and then you can try to market but i think changing the product for the audience always uh is not as true and so then that always makes you hit a wall because then you feel limited it, it, it it's weird like with me and my approach is like i'm i'm selling me mm-hmm. right where some comics will sell they're selling their blackness Mm-hmm. They're selling their queerness. Mm-hmm. They're selling whatever the main thing that they're talking about, right? So they're going for clapter audiences, right? Clapter, Where people are like, right. you just say one thing like about you. You're not even saying the joke, and then people are like, woo, yeah. you're that. <laughs> or like, let me say what I am in the beginning, not even in the joke. Let me say what I am, so you know how to respond to it. Like, uh-huh. let me say, let me let you know how I'm a minority or how I'm not privileged so I can then say whatever I want to. And I ain't mad at that. Let me yeah. be clear. I don't, it don't bother me. I don't have no qualms about it. Like, that's not, do what you got to do. Yeah. The thing is with different audiences with me, 
is that I have a bunch of tools on my tool belt. So somebody might say, well, you changed it for this crowd or changed it for that. Certain jokes I won't change because I am trying to prove a point that yeah. this works everywhere. But certain things, inflections, I might do an impression here. I, it's still coming from me. I just know how to do different shit. Oh, for sure. I, I have that too with... um. I do, there's less like Asian rooms, but there's like definitely Asian showcases. And when I do those, <laughs> I'm more... Uh, <laughs> Asian <laughs> Just showcases. imagine like a, a basement just full of Asian people it, going to just, comedy. It's no. just... We're just such... It's, we're hoes, man. We just trot it out. We made yeah. it all shiny. Well, like, this is, these are our Asians. <laughs> it, is, it is silly. <laughs> but some of them... I Like Asian AF is a really great show that do at UCB. And I do think it brings new audiences to the theater that don't normally come out so i think that's really cool because i've seen people in uh line for other shows where they're like oh i found out about ucb through asian af so i'm like oh great that's then they're doing their job but for those shows i will get more um into like i can have a little bit more fun talking about my family where i don't feel like it's pandering because i think the audience gets it so like for example i go back and forth on doing a part in a joke where i talk about my mom uh hitting me because it's like True, but also it, if the whole room is white, then it totally reads differently because it feels For like sure. I'm joking that Asian people hit the kids, which is like because they will they will take. Well, <laughs> Teresa not, said it, so yes, I don't need to meet any more Asians because yeah, yeah. Teresa had that experience. Or they get mad sometimes, uh, especially in like the Bay Area where people are oh very like pseudo liberal. They get mad at me because they think I'm doing a stereotypical joke. And so I often won't do like get into those parts of my uh, like I'll cut the bits a little bit. That's fair. Yeah. But in front of mostly Asian crowds, I will tend to be a little bit more free with that. But I don't think it's like changing who I am because I think usually the punchlines and the like crux of the joke is there. I just fill it out with different stuff because I don't want to feel like I'm exploiting uh, my identity. You know, the further north you go up in the Pacific Northwest, (laughs) the worst. (laughs) I'd be like, yo, I'm. I can say the word. Why are y'all getting tight? Because it's just like they hear it in the, like Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver was, the comedy club was fine, but like some of the independent art shows, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> like, you're not even thinking in yeah. the moment. They're not there to laugh. They're there to um, agree. Pr- yeah. The, actually, um, I Jack Knight, I saw him do a set on a show recently where he did the story. I won't tell the story because I don't know if he's still working on it, but oh, he just kissing. said, oh yeah, yeah you know what it, but yeah. so I, I don't know if it's like in progress. I'm not going to go into details, yeah, but fine. it was a funny story. But at the end of it, he goes, so the beginning of the story was for white people and the back, the end of the story is for black people. And he's like, I don't know who this is for, but I was like, he's so right because I was in there in the room and it really really like you felt it mm-hmm. it was mostly a white audience but um but it was also a funny story and he's obviously a great writer and it and he has the punchlines and the rhythm and everything yeah but i that made me think because i was like it's like you you're you like this is a the truest it can be because it's a right. true story and you're writing it and you are you a real person yet you're feeling like you have to lean one way or the other to make it feel more real. That's the that's the paradox we're in because you it, almost have to people go, this isn't believable because I don't see who it's for. But if a person exists who has this viewpoint, then there are other people who have it who should be able to find you. It's such a um, the consumption I think of like art, comedy, whatever has become more like transparently selfish. Yeah, from an audience standpoint, where it's like content that they see on your Instagram or your Twitter, mm-hmm. if it can't be taken and made, make their network feel like they're funny, yeah, then people don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so if I'm telling a joke, that could be very funny, but if people can't steal it almost for themselves uh-huh. <laughs> and use it for themselves in some kind of way, then we almost get turned off by that, where it's like... I'll see motherfuckers who I know, and this happens anybody with a nine to five. Uh-huh. This person who you know is not funny, but somehow they're they're funny on social media. Like yeah, <laughs> like they know they're taking someone else's shit. Yeah, and there's no you know outside of fuck because people there's currency in just appearing to be entertaining mm-hmm. online. There's a there's a that's why like somebody like Sean King who's you know. Uh, a justice person yeah. has to throw in some jokes every <laughs> once in a while just to keep people because right. people want to laugh at something online. That's true. Um, so even in material, like 
people the joke if it, the jokes have to either be really funny or something that people go oh I could say that to a friend hmm. you know or they'll tell if it comes out in the situation they can use your joke for whatever they're talking about you know it's it's a very like yeah it's a it's a me era not just me too it's the me <laughs> movement like it's about me yeah. So, but then in a way that kind of relates to um, what you were saying about uh, imitating people, because you're, if someone can be captured in a an impression or es- essence, yeah, then they're more marketable, and you're literally doing that when you think about them. Absolutely. Think about there's there's Twitter, the way you talk on Twitter. Yeah. Like that you don't talk, you don't talk like right, that right, in real right. life. I definitely, yeah, I definitely talk in a very silly, stupid way. It, online. There's, there's <laughs> like there's like there's, there should almost be a Twitter language book. Uh-huh. Like for um, like, will people? Say, I'm trying to think of a situ uh, situation. It's really broken English. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. A lot of black women's mm-hmm. initiative English, mm-hmm. and to be funny or for it to be delivered in a funny way, you have to change it when you type it. But you don't talk like that in real life, right? There's a there's a Twitter speak. For sure. Um, I can't think of an example right now, but you know what I'm talking about. Where yes, like, there's also like weird Twitter speak too, where it's like doesn't make sense, and it's it's like yeah, it my dog or whatever, and you're like yeah, it me yeah 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 or uh, or just the, the simple as pick a group, be like, but you don't oh, ever yeah. talk like that. <laughs> you don't say uh, Mexicans be like, and you're a white person. You don't talk like that. <laughs> Or right. like problematic white dudes be like, you know, it's like, no, you know, that ain't how you naturally whatever. It's just Twitter speak. So then you see people talking like that because that's universally understood as the way to deliver it that mm-hmm. people know it's funny. That's the funny thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's really interesting. I want to know if you've ever, um, if you okay. have a specific <laughs> of a uh, time when you like went into a situation and was like, I'm going to be like this person. And then like a, a thing you did that like helped you get something you wanted. Can you think of something like that? Oh, man. Um, a situation. Or a moment where you like, it came in handy. To, like, like it, like you know. F- I'm gonna use example of a negotiation, but like if you were like, okay. oh, so and so did this, so now I'll do this, and then you were like, it worked. Is, mm. Has that ever happened? Something like that. You know what? I'll I'll shut him out. I don't know if uh, I don't know if he sh- he probably won't mind with this, but like <laughs> my friend Will has uh, a way with people, mm-hmm. and so um, whenever I'm asking for something comedy related, like an uh-huh. email. It's hard for me to do in person, or sometimes I'll do it in person, but like email tone and everything, I channel his energy uh-huh. when I'm sending out requests for anything like comedy related, especially if he's had success with them. Yeah. Or if they've given him a yes on something, when I approach them, I channel Will's energy. I do that a lot. I'm like, he get a lot of yeses on shit. So. Yeah, he is very charming. I feel like when I think about him, he's just happy. Like he's like, huh, yeah, huh, yeah. Which isn't which isn't me naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're a happy person too. Some people say so. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't have a personality. So you're, I you're like a more. I feel like you're more subdued. Like you're like um, observing a lot. I'm way more of a West Coast guy than yeah. East Coast. Like I'm not rah rah rah. Let's boom boom boom. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he he's one for example. And it even if I don't get what I want, I'm at least. Then you're like, it's look, his fault. I'm looking. <laughs> I kill Will after that. Uh, I at least have delivered exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. Even if I don't get the response I wanted. There, there's know? a little bit of a safety net there when you're trying to be like, because you're not actually like being like them. You're just inspi- inspired by them. But yeah, because they've already done it, it doesn't feel like, like should you fail, it doesn't feel like you are failing. It feels like, well, I tried the thing that someone else did. Right. I did make the choice though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is a less, like, they're rejecting me. Like, no, they rejected Will. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, yeah that, that mostly, whenever, because whenever it's something written, yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody else that I could channel. To you know, I feel like you saying that made me realize I do that in little ways. Like, I don't do it as much in, like, um, I don't think about a person as much, but I've definitely taken 
like uh like if i get booking i get a lot of booking emails when i used to run shows and yeah um and the good ones i look at and i'm like oh this is a really nice way this person asked me and i'll sometimes be like oh it made me feel nice the way they asked and and so then i'll try to do that so i do that sometimes too or i remember once um uh being with the comedian who was like a like more ahead of me when i first started and after a show and someone came up to say that they thought he was funny and he was like and the way he, I don't remember exactly what it was, but the way he just like was very humble and accepted the compliment and also was like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, that's a great, yeah. that was a great mm-hmm. interaction. And then I kind of took that because I'm like, when someone comes up to me, I always, especially in the beginning, I felt very nervous. Like, I, I don't know. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But then once I saw that, I was like, oh, that's like very smooth. Like, thank you. Hey, man, thanks for coming. What's your name? And then you're done. And that's, that's it. such <laughs> a great attribute that you picked up or thing that you recognize to do like. I don't know, spending so much time by myself, I don't know the right thing to do in a lot of situations. Yeah. So that's why I sit and observe. I'm just observing how to be. But I don't think there is a right way, but I do think you become the person you want to be. So all the stuff that you notice that you like, if you're like, that made me feel good when so-and-so did this to me, so you can just do that. And and so who? everyone's different, right? Some people hate. Some people might be like, I don't want to be that person. But then you're like, it doesn't matter because you're being the person that uh, all the stuff that makes you feel good. If you're putting that in the world, you're basically being the person you want. I think. some people just got know. it so natural. Like, uh, they're just they're true. social graces, and I don't know if that's nature or nurture, but they fucking nail it every <laughs> single time. Um, I hate to put people in the spot. Roy Wood kind of has that energy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I love I love Joe. Joe yeah. Firestone's another yeah, another great. person, even you know, just like personalities that I really like jibe with. Yeah. Do you get you don't seem like a nervous person, but um, do you get nervous going into like situations like big parties or like meetings and stuff? I don't. I don't get nervous about being in the environment. I get nervous that I like. <laughs> I have an extrovert battery. And I get nervous, like, I hope my battery don't run out before the Mm -hmm. end of this party. (laughs) Like, last night, my day started early, and I had just been out all day. Uh And then a bunch of people, after a show, were going to a bar. And I I love all the people there and the people I'm familiar with. But when I'm ready to just go off in the nook by myself, (laughs) there's nothing that's going to stop me from doing that. Yeah. And I understand, like, when you're out, you're... On call, you're on duty yeah. as a comedian, as a performer. Like when you're out in public, no matter what your level of success is, we're 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 at the job. So I just get nervous. Like man, I'm I'm gonna have to excuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I and now I'm like I don't I don't like to do that. I like to be on, you know. But sometimes you just get tired. Uh huh. So that makes me nervous. I never get nervous. On, I'm way more uncomfortable on stage than I am, you know one-on-one meetings because people are looking me right in my face you know you're more uncomfortable in meetings? more uncomfortable the smaller the crowd oh okay yeah yeah that makes sense especially yeah not a microphone or stage just Just carry one in your pocket yeah everywhere you go (laughs) it's weird like people have told me like man you're a good networker i was like no i just when i find somebody who i job with i really like to talk to them yeah, but that's what it, I hate the word networking because it's like really? people say you're supposed to do it, and I've never understood it. But the the people that I've um, made friends with uh, in, I guess, the industry or whatever you say, um, <laughs> that I actually like, I only make friends with people I actually like that I want to spend time with. But they, but then that does lead to stuff because then you're like working together and everyone's coming yeah. up together, and I think that's more valuable than trying to network because then you're putting all this energy into a friendship that's like fake and surface. You and know, some people know how to just work I that know, some people work are really that good room. At it. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> you know, if somebody think, oh man, you're a good network. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just talking to the same three people. It's almost like the trees and cartoons that just repeat over oh, yeah. in the background. <laughs> that's me talking to the same three or four people, but with a level of exuberance yeah. that makes it look like I'm working the room. How do you see yourself? Because you're saying like you don't think you have a personality, which I don't think it's true. Because I, but then I don't know when you're. I can't tell if you're imitating someone. I feel like there's a through line in the whole time I've known you. Then yeah, there might be a, a Clark filter yeah, through what, which whatever. What but. do you want, see yourself or want yourself to be perceived as? Like not not a person, but like just you know. I think for, well, the thing that I want to do that I do most naturally is 
try to, if somebody has this thing, like solve problems, uh -huh. that's what I do. Like I was a, a econ major mm -hmm. and I only did that because it sounded like, oh, I can get a good job after that. But what it taught me was how to look at a, a situation and problem solve. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm just a guy and I, I have to be careful with it because I don't want to come off as a know-it-all. Mm -hmm. But when I know something, I know it. Yeah. Um, so it's taken a lot of like, Sometimes I had to step back with my suggestions. Uh -huh. Like I, I, I gave one unsolicited comedy advice one time, <laughs> and then I've never done it. I've never done it uh -huh. since because they got so mad at me. It was a good, <laughs> and they ended up later saying like, "Oh, you know what you said was true," but <laughs> I just never want to be in that where somebody mad at me for trying yeah, to help. People get touchy about their yeah, it's advice. Like, but then people get mad. It was like, why don't you give advice? Or I'm like, <laughs> ain't no advice. I would Keep listen to it. an advice show hosted by you. An, uh, an advice, advice show? show. <laughs> I, I, you I, a little call listen, me. neither one of us have the license <laughs> <I> <laughs> to, know, <right? laughs> uh, to be helping people. I'll talk it out with somebody. Yeah. But. but nobody really. It's really about something. That's why you ask your friends for advice. Because you just want to hear exactly what people you respect think. You know. That's the thing. I look at. There's certain friends that you there's sometimes there's certain friends that you ask for advice because you know they're going to say yeah do it. <laughs> there's hype up friends. There's yep. well on the other hand friends. Yeah. There's uh, they get you high and forget about <laughs> your problems. Friends like you you use people for different things. Yeah, um, I think it was Erica Badu was saying like yeah use people just don't misuse people or abuse oh, yeah. people right. Oh that's a nice way of saying it. But use everybody. I like that quote. Okay well I feel like that's a good quote to end this confession on and I'm you really excited see? to share that. I want to end with a quick game. Game. This is a game we've played on this podcast called Rant or Rave. It's really simple. It's mm -hmm. uh, just rapid fire. I'm going to list topics and then you, uh, you'll either rant or rave about it. So you either like love it or hate it and just go off on it and um, I'll just throw them at you. Yeah, okay. Cool? Great. All right. All right I'll just, let's see if we can get through these in like uh, less than two minutes. Okay, let's do it. I'll set a little timer. All right, ready? Okay. Tie-dye. Horrible. You gotta just rant or rave. So just oh, why, why do you love it? Why do you hate it? Is it's stuck in a <laughs> like? What are you holding on to, bro? That you are trying to tie dye a t shirt like Drake. Drake is uh, Drake is amazing. He's probably <laughs> one of the best artists, hit makers. He does what he came to do. I can respect that. Doctor Seuss. Probably a creep. I would, <laughs> you know, it's just like it's like writers. For Nickelodeon shows, for or Nick <laughs> Jr. shows, like why are you thirty eight? But you know these plot lines for Boy Meets World. Coachella. I'll never go. It's three hundred dollars for the VIP. Like Kanye doing it, and they charging art and commerce. You gotta pick one, and I say that's commerce. Elizabeth Holmes. I have no fucking clue. Oh, okay, she's a Theranos lady who like, uh, but we can move on. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Waking up a minute before your alarm clock. I wake up an hour before. Even today, I was supposed to get up at nine. I woke up at seven this morning, and still was late. So <laughs> it don't matter. I'm gonna be late. <laughs> Dogs with human names. Uh, yes, they don't know what it is to them. Uh, what is a human name? A name is a name, right? <laughs> the so, su the Tom, super bloom. Super bloom. That's like orchids or some shit. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> right now it's happening. All the flowers are blooming all over the desert in L.A. Oh, does that then that means that there's uh, hydration. That means mm -hmm. there's water underneath there. That's great. New York City in the summer. Fuck New York City in the summer, winter, fall, spring, <laughs> autumn, uh, solar complex, any, any time. Now, New York is fine. It's too crowded. New York subways in the summer. I'm glad they cleaned them up. They don't look like the subways from the movie Ghost anymore with all the graffiti and stuff like that. Signing emails best. Oh, that's the last one. That's what I do. Yeah, me too. I got shit on for that, though. What about cheers? I stopped doing that because oh, some people have like alcoholism shit. <laughs> so I stopped doing cheers, but I'll, I keep it with the best or love yeah, hell Jones. Yeah. All right. Thank you for playing and thank you for coming on the podcast and confessing. Where can people find you? At the Clark Jones, theclarkjones.com, and all over iTunes, Spotify, Title, 
And you can download his album called First of All. First of All. <laughs> Everywhere it's available. And uh, you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram. Or uh, if you want to tip tip the podcast because it's a free podcast, paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. Goodbye. Oh.